Yeah, buddy! Hello, everybody! Welcome to the fifth episode of the Near Mint Hockey Card Podcast. I'm Elon Dubrovsky. With me is Ryan Krieg. Ryan, episode five? Already? I feel like we just started this thing. Yeah, it has flown by. Uh, I don't think I've thought about hockey cards this much, and I like it's just like consuming, right? Um, big show tonight. I, I was loving the research I did, and wow, there are a lot of young guns out there to kind of look at all their values, and I wish I did this a little bit earlier, actually. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, the plan for today's show, by the way, we should probably say what it is, uh, we are going to be going over the some players that we think are undervalued, and specifically their young guns. So we're going to talk about some players that we think you could buy now and sell later for more money, and obviously this is just our opinion, We who no guarantees, but yeah, yeah these are our, our guesses, and yeah, I guess everything I've bought, I'm hoping is undervalued, at least, or was at the time that I bought it, and I've bought quite a few cards over the past month, uh, so yeah, we'll try to zero in on some players, it'll be fun, we haven't even shared our lists with each other, so this is going to be fun, even to see if we have any duplicates, or maybe any big disagreements would also be fun. I'm super excited to see what you have to say. And uh, it wasn't that easy, to be honest, to choose. Um, was it, when you say it wasn't that easy, is it because like you had to narrow it down to your best five and you couldn't decide? Or was it just like not easy to decide on different players, like whether you think they're undervalued or not? No, it was more like trying to narrow it down. And um, there was a lot of players that I thought could be undervalued. And you kind of have to look at like comparing them. It was a good exercise because you get to compare players and see, oh, okay, this player is actually a lot less. Why might that be? And kind of think really critically about why a player's value is what it is, and then kind of think, is it undervalued or overvalued? Yeah, it's a good point. So that, that'll be actually an interesting part of the discussion is just to get uh, the reasoning for how you found out. I'll be interested to hear what this research was and what you did for your comparisons. Before we get into it, one small piece of news that I wanted to ask you about. I've been seeing pre-orders on sale for 2020-21 Upper Deck like boxes even though the cards yeah. haven't been released yet and i'm just wondering like I- i'm seeing it on sale for like a hundred dollars for a box of cards i have no idea like is this a good deal like when a- if this is being pre-released does that mean that if i'm ordering it pre-order am i getting a better deal than if i wait to buy it later on or and also i guess that's my one question is like is it good to pre-order these boxes or is it the same or and also my second question is is this going to have any good young guns because there haven't been any games like i would have assumed that alexis lafreniere is the key gem of this box in terms of young guns, but he hasn't played. But I then I did hear that he's like signed with Upper Deck, so theoretically they can still put him on a card. I don't even know what any of that means. So maybe could you just give your every give us a download of everything you know about these like boxes and pre-ordering a future set? Yeah. So the new pre-order boxes of Upper Deck Series One, I think buying them like early is not going to get you a deal necessarily it might get you the boxes when they first come out and that might actually end up being tough to get like on release date but i don't think they'll go up at too much in value whenever they restock um a lot of people do invest in the boxes so that might be what they're doing they're getting in at the price that upper deck is giving and and they'll like resell that box at a later date if it happens to be a good box my thing with this upcoming series is to be fair, no one has confirmed or denied this, but I don't think the stars from this draft are going to be in it. They might make an exception somehow to get Lafreniere in there because uh, this box is so kind of dead of superstar young guns. I think the original plan was to include 
guys like uh, Kivi Ranta or basically guys that were, were rookies that were there in the bubble um, because there was no draft between the last series and this series. So they're kind of in a hard spot. None of these players have played for their teams yet. Um, so personally, I'm kind of waiting and seeing to see is Lafreniere going to be in it? If he is, then you want to get this box. But I kind of feel like he's going to be in the Series 2 release for 2020-21. In which case, this is like a totally worthless box, at least for right. young guns, unless you're hoping to get an autograph McDavid or whatever inserts they throw in there. But yeah, yeah, interesting. But I didn't consider that. Yeah, you could just buy a box of cards. That's very interesting, right? I could just buy a box of cards, not open any packs, just have it sitting there probably tempting me every day just staring yeah. at it wondering what's inside i wonder if yeah. there's any technology like superman had that ability to do the x-ray vision do you th- was his x-ray vision so good that he could like look <laughs> in a pack of cards and see what's in it well so that's actually a great point the the good thing with young guns is they weigh the same amount as every other card so you can't really do this but uh typically you want to be buying boxes or tins because you can't weigh them or you can weigh them, but they'll, they'll weigh the same versus if you buy like a single pack, uh, sometimes people will weigh the single packs and be able to tell because it's slightly heavier that there's a big hit in it. Um, if you think about like those extra thick cards, for example, um, you might be able to figure out which pack has something valuable in it, but with hockey, with young guns, because it's just a regular card, there's no real way to understand until you open it up. (laughs) I mean, we sent a man to the moon. You'd think we couldn't figure out how to use some sort of infrared technology and see if you have Connor McDavid's beautiful face on a fifteen sixteen upper deck pack. But I guess, I don't know. The te- once the technology gets there, upper deck is screwed. So they're, they're going to have to come up with a whole new thing. They'll have to put a black, I don't know, piece of paper in between each card to, to block whatever smart people come up with. Anyways, okay. I was just curious to get your thoughts. Uh, sounds like it's, if you think that there's a chance that Lafreniere will get there, sounds like you pre-order. And if you're thinking, oh, that's a big gamble. I'm not the type of person to buy packs or boxes because it's basically like you might get it but you might not it's worth nothing like what, what Ryan's saying is you could buy the box and sell the box after it's confirmed that uh, Lafreniere is there maybe wait for Lafreniere to have a great game and you're almost like selling a Lafreniere card without actually having to get it graded Do you, can you get a box graded? is that a stupid question? Uh, you can actually it's typically more for like let's say the Gretzky boxes from forever ago Yeah, you get the like condition of the box graded would they look at each individual pack or is it like... No, 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 do they like don't these? open it. Oh, no. <laughs> how can you know? Like, I feel like I would want to touch the packs and see if the cards feel like they have sharp edges. Anyways, that's a whole other discussion. Okay, we have a plan for today's show, so we should probably get into it, which <laughs> is our list of our top five, even though my list is longer than five, but we'll, we'll narrow it down to five, I guess. Top five players that we think are undervalued. Do you want? I guess let's just go back and forth. Are these? I didn't order mine. Did you order yours? Do you have like a one through five or are you just going to throw me three, five in, in random order? Yeah, so I also have some extras. I have mine in order, but I wouldn't necessarily say, like, this is my one to five. Like, one is my top, top pick. I just ordered them for sake of sanity. Okay, yeah. Okay, so same with me then. Okay, so how about you go first? Give us one from your list, and then we'll just go back and forth. Okay, so my top pick is a guy that just won a big award for being the best goalie in the league. It's Connor Hellebuck. 15 bucks with shipping with all the stuff included 15 Canadian Connor Hellebuck. Um, that, that price just blows me away. Uh, I was looking at some other goalies to kind of see where 
things landed. Tristan Jerry is $20. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, obviously lots of other starters like Vasilevsky, um, even lesser starters are kind of higher. The other one that kind of intrigued me was Grubauer at $10, which is kind of interesting. And then one that like, if kind of honorable mention to like a flyer here is Malcolm Subban is a buck and they don't have another goalie yet. Yeah, well, I actually am drafting in a dynasty league right now, and I just took Kevin Lankinen in a super late dynasty mm. draft pick. And uh, so I'm hoping that he's the one who takes over. I don't really have much faith in Malcolm Subban. So, yeah. But as far as Connor Hellebuck goes, it is weird, right? He just won the Vesna. Everyone is saying that he basically like got the Jets into the playoffs. Right. Like it, it's because of him. Like he uh played w- amazingly and the rest of the team was garbage. I went like and also I would have thought that he's plays on a Canadian team. I thought the whole idea was these players on Canadian teams uh their cards are worth more, but I don't think the Jets uh, are in that list of teams who inflate their players' values because I have a Jet also I was planning on bringing up that I might as well just I'll, I'll do it now as an honorable mention but like Nikolai Ehlers I've been yeah. getting his cards for like I think like less than $10 like $8 for a raw Young Guns and then I bought a PSA 10 for like $40, $50 which is like basically the minimum for a player you've heard of and I know and I feel like he's also like a big star but like Connor Hellebuck's an even bigger star considering what he just I, did it's it's wild that like he's the best goalie in the league as per voting in last year. He's been that goalie for how many years now? Three to five, I would say. And yeah, I mean, before this year, the Winnipeg defense was pretty solid, but this year they had injury after injury. Bufflin decided to just say bye and Hellebuck carried them. Yeah, Matt is even saying in the chat, uh, Kyle Connor is another one I'm looking at. You could get his yeah. young guns for like less than 20 I'm seeing being sold for. So, but my question to you would be, like, are we talking about just cards that we think are undervalued in terms of like, why is it so low? I don't know. Or are we like actually giving tips of like ones we think you should buy? Because my question is, if Hellebuck is less than $20 now and he just won the Vesna, then like basically are we just saying he has to go on a long cup run and capture the nation's attention for this like hard to go up, which isn't an uh, impossible thing, right? You'd assume at some point the Jets, you know, put in the... I, though I actually think that they sort of had a short window that's kind of closed now, and now they sort of have to retool a little bit, especially with Wheeler getting older. But, yeah, is that, like, is that the only way that you can imagine this Hellebuck card, like, paying you back for your investment? Because, like, I don't know, like, or, or do people need to see it again? Maybe did he win the Vesna? People are like, okay, but let's see if it's for real. Like, if he, does, if he wins two Vesnas, then he gets to be in the same category as... Uh, who, who did you say was so much higher? Like, obviously, uh, Vasilevsky is crazy, but... Well, even Tristan Jerry is... Yeah, Jari, who's never... Higher. Yeah, Jari, who's never really done anything. He had a decent year last year. People are obviously buying in on him just because Matt Murray's gone, and now he's the for-sure starter, and they're excited to see what he'll be able to do. Uh, but yeah, like, I just don't get it. Like, I just don't foresee... The reason why I haven't been buying a bunch of Hellebucks, even at this low price, is just I don't really get... A, see a way for it to go up. Right, yeah. I mean, I did make my list thinking about which players could go up. Uh, It's not just like, why is this player so low? I think Hellebuck is maybe one of the safer picks on my board because there's no way he's going down from 15. Yeah. Like he's going to go up almost for sure. And at worst you break even, but I think like he's a goalie that is solidified. He's going to be great in the league for the next few years. The Jets even though you say they're in a bit of a retool, their defense cannot be worse than it was last year. And their offense is probably going to be better. So all things staying the same, he's again, one of the top goalies in the league. 
Uh, I think the Jets should get a little bit more of a bump in hype as they like continue to be an exciting team to watch. Um, So Connor Hellebuck, I kind of feel like his cards will go up to 30, 40, maybe 50 in the next even year or two. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So bold prediction. I'd like to see it, but I guess, yeah, the Jets have to maybe win a playoff round and maybe that'll do it for him. Right. Uh, Another, by the way, name I'll throw out there. How about Neil Pionk? For like a dollar or two, you can get his yeah. young guns, and he's likely going to be once again their highest scoring defenseman. Uh, no one cares about the Jets. That's that's my takeaway. Except Line A, Line, and Line A also maybe you could even make an argument that he's underpriced. Like obviously, he's a lot higher, but still like less than a hundred dollars. Like I think yeah. that he's around the same uh, as like Braden Point or someone at this point. I have to check and see. He's but, cheaper than Point actually. I was looking at him as well. Uh, potentially, I think you can get him for under fifty. Which yeah, you could do that. It's pretty decent. And even Shifley, I think, is around 35. Um, no so, yeah, the Jets, the Jets definitely seem to be on a discount. Uh, maybe the idea is to you want to be getting Jets players who you are hoping will get traded or sign somewhere else because maybe there's no value. Or maybe the Jets need to do something. Maybe we've just been waiting. They still haven't gone far in the playoffs. They had that one year where they made it against Nashville in, like, I guess, before the conference finals. And then, yeah, then Nat- or they beat Nashville. Then they lost to Winnipeg. One of them lost to Winnipeg or lost to Vegas the year that Vegas made it to the cup finals. But uh, I think they that- lost to Vegas. Yes, yeah, so that was the one year where it seemed like the Jets really had it. And it seemed like they were going to be like a team that was going to keep rolling year after year because all their guys like Line were like brand new. And then somehow it all kind of fell. I guess Dustin Bufflin leaving out of nowhere that was hurts. a huge hit to them. That hurts. Uh, all right. So uh, that was fun. Let me go to my next undervalued card. And this is one I do think will go up. And I was actually shocked. It's one of these players that I haven't thought about much because he's been in the league like forever. So I would have mm. assumed it was, this was going to be like $100 plus. And then when I saw how cheap it was... I scooped one up, and I'm thinking of getting more. I'm talking about Andre Kopitar on the wow. Kings. So you can... I won an auction of one of his cards for like $16, $17. Basically, Hellebuck level is what we're talking for Kopitar. Less than 20 You see some auctions going for higher, and I think that has... Or I see some buy it nows. Or like, I think sometimes it's going for 30 but it's because people probably are like me assuming it should be worth that much. So if you don't do the research and you see a $30 Kopitar Young Guns, like, of course. Like, if Nick right. Suzuki is going for 60 how can you not want to buy Kopitar? Uh, but I feel like the reason he'll go up is, first of all, I think the Kings are, like, on the cusp of not being terrible anymore. So we might even get another playoff run before he retires. Maybe not next year, but they, you know, they just got Byfield. They have some other, like, Turcotte from the year before. Like, they have some really good young players. Uh, you know, so I think there's a chance that in his career he goes up. Uh, even if not, like, I just kind of feel like he's going to make the Hall of Fame. He's had a great career. Like, people are going to be talking about, he's like the only Slovenian superstar. So if you, you just need yeah. to go to Slovenia in the worst case to make back your uh, return on investment. And I'm sure you could sell it for higher there. If, uh, so I don't know. I'm surprised he's so low. And I feel like at some point you buy a Kopitar in good shape for like 20, 25 bucks, get that baby graded i'm sure you could sell that for 100 200 dollars especially around the time he gets into the hall of fame yeah i actually so i agree with you and i disagree with you i think kopitar is an excellent buy right now for when he retires for that hall of fame induction which as you say he's almost guaranteed to get considering he's the only slovenian and he's been a superstar forever um but i think the kings are going to be dreadful for the next year to three years so I don't think he's doing much and his value won't ch- like this coming year that that value probably won't change unless the only thing I could see that changing is like if the entire sports card market continues to go up, then his value will go up. But that's not really hmm. because of him. 
Um, and and with Byfield joining, maybe he's second line center by the time their team is good again. So he's not even really the star on the team. Yeah, I get that. But I still feel like even if he's like on the team when they go on a cup run, that would probably still be helpful because people are going to be so excited oh, yeah. for him. But I get what you're saying. And yeah, I guess it'll depend. He's not like too old. I'm trying to just uh, bring up his age here. I know he's in his 30s, but... Uh, well, let me let me see here. What's what's I would say? guess he's thirty three, but that's a ballpark. Um, yeah, like if I'm looking at a shorter term investment, I don't think I'd go Kopitar. But I'm totally with you on investing some of these guys that will make the Hall of Fame. Um, and actually, one that I didn't put directly on my list, but I think is kind of a huge steal right now is you can get both Sedins. Draft the Sedins for twenty dollars. What? And those guys are going straight into the Hall of Fame this year, right? Like, and I've been seeing Jonathan Taves cards like going for so much more. And Taves is awesome, but like I thought, I'd have thought he'd be the same as like the Sedins and Kopitar. By the way, I should mention, and maybe you could tell me if this is true about the Sedins. I just looked now. I was looking at eBay like sold prices, and Kopitar is like, like I said, like around twenty dollars. But if you actually want to buy one now. I'm not seeing like any auctions and all the buy it nows are for right. inflated prices. So it might be one of these guys where you kind of need to just wait for someone to put it on auction. Cause I, I, I'll bet you all these buy it nows aren't going to get buyers. Cause I haven't seen any sold items for like $60, but that's what people are hoping to get. So maybe just the people with these Copatars are just thinking if I just list it over and over again at 50 plus dollars, maybe someone will bite. But yeah, I got mine on an auction and uh, yeah, I'm not with- seeing one right now. With some of those older guys, you definitely have a problem of there's there's not enough out there that people are selling because they're not like the new hotness. Um, so I might suggest looking at other avenues besides eBay. If those are the kinds of guys you're after, you might be able to go to like card shops. You might be able to go to Facebook groups and find a trade or a deal there because those cards are probably in the hands of collectors who just have them and they aren't selling them because no one's talking about them. That's fair. Yeah, just they're going to wait. Unless they could get this inflated price, they're just going to wait until there's some buzz around him because maybe they saw the recent auctions didn't go for that much. So they're thinking, why am I going to sell my Kopitar for only $20? Maybe they're thinking the same as what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm going to wait and sell it when, when the price goes up. Actually, I had another guy that I wanted to add to this list because I assumed that... So this will be another just honorable mention. But it's like someone I assumed will be cheap and that you'll be able to buy now and it'll go up. But then I actually went to look at his prices and Jacob Verana on Washington, who yeah. I think is like very close to a breakout. Like all he needs is a spot to open up on that top power play. And it's, it's got to happen at some point. Like already, yep. I believe that Kuznetsov was being bumped last year and Verana got s- short stretches. But yeah, Verana right now, like you're looking at at least $20 to buy his rookie card. It's all again, like buy it nows. I, uh, but when you see like auctions that happened in the past, it did sell for like two, three bucks. So I don't know, like yeah. I, if, I, if I actually just set a saved search for a Verona Young Guns auction and I'm just waiting for one to appear. Well, now I guess the problem is we're doing this podcast and especially this episode. Now maybe other people are going to say the exact gonna same watch. search. We're going <laughs> to we're going to bid against each other. But uh, yeah, he was a guy on my list, too. And I looked at him probably two weeks ago and I kind of backed out because. I figured he's ripe for that breakout, but 20 bucks, like, especially doing an exercise like this, you can spend that $20 elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So yeah, some of these, you just have to sort of maybe set a search 
and just check it out every couple of days because you can't buy it like right now. Some of these we'll be talking about ones you can buy right now and some of yeah. them you might have to wait for it to go on auction and then just hope that the people you're bidding against aren't the people who listen to this episode. Well, that actually leads quite well into my next one, my second pick, which if you're diligent, you can get for the same price as Jacob Vrana, $20. You might have to spend 25 but I think you'll be okay. And this guy's name is Matthew Kachuk. Okay, yeah, yeah. I see that. So, you know, Calgary's leading scorer last year. Guy is always in the news. He cannot not make the news. Scores goals between the legs. Does stuff to get himself suspended. Has brothers and a dad that are famous. Like, this seems like free almost. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and Calgary is seems like a good market. Like, I think people like him. Right. Like, I've I've gone in on a, a few auctions with him. I've probably bid like five different times on Matthew Kachuk mm. Young Guns, and they ended up going like you said, maybe twenty five thirty. And I was like thinking, oh, I'm only going to go twenty four, whatever. Maybe that was <laughs> dumb. Maybe I should have just like locked it in for some. But uh, yeah, like also, I think that Calgary, if they move away from Goudreau, like people are saying, like all of a sudden Matthew Kachuk is like the clear star. Oh, there it is. What a beaut. Yeah, how, how's the condition on that? Uh, I got this out of a pack. It's I don't see anything wrong with this Matthew Kachuk that I got. The only thing is, might be slightly off-centered, but this year is really, really hard to tell. Mm. Okay, well, Kachuk, I, I'm with you. I think that he should go up. And you know what? I'm going to throw, just double down, and make my next guy Brady Kachuk. Because he's yep. like selling for like around the same price right now. I think like 20 to $30 for a raw version. And, like, I feel like he's, like, Ottawa's not going to be terrible forever. I think people sometimes, like, you know, assume that teams that are bad now are going to stay bad forever, you know, like Detroit or L.A. or Ottawa. But it's like, these, are, these things are cyclical. And, like, Ottawa's a special case because it's possible their owner will just <laughs> always sell any good player they have as soon as they have to pay him. But I think that Brady Kachuk is going to be the star of this team. And, like, at some point, if they make the playoffs and Brady Kachuk is the one that leads them in, he's on a line with... I don't know, I guess Stutzle on one wing. And I'm not sure yet who the center will be for their top line. Drake Patterson, maybe? Yeah, is he? I thought he was a winger too, but I don't uh, know. Maybe not. He might have been used both. there. Yeah, so I don't know, Colin White. Maybe they even get an upgrade at some point at center. Uh, they have the cap space to sign one out of free agency if they ever decided to do so. But yeah, I feel like uh, this, like, yeah, Brady Kachuk... I feel like just the and the, and the Sens like I've we both grew up in Ottawa right the Sens yep. have a lot of fans when when they don't suck like people get very excited so I I think both of these Kachucks have room to grow and it's surprising they're that low and oh one other thing about Brady that I'll say is last year he had a a ton of shots and like mm. a lot of shot attempts and a very low shooting percentage which in fantasy we generally say this person. Uh, maybe suffered from some bad variants and it's possible that he'll regress to the mean but like in a good way next year <laughs> or even if he just plays the exact same he could maybe go from like this like 20 something goal pace to be like a 40 goal scorer without actually even having to change his game just having a bit more luck and you know you'd expect him to get more than that anyway because he's gonna get older himself at some point i think the line mates around him will be a little bit tastier than what he had last year so yeah, I think that uh, both of these Kachucks are looking good. I actually would buy Brady before Matthew, but hmm. uh, I, w I would want both of them. Yeah, I think I'd go with Matthew because they're the same price and he's more of an obvious win. But you're right, the Ottawa hype is still real in the card world. Those cards are inflated by the Ottawa Senators, which 
is a little surprising if you consider, you know, Calgary or Winnipeg being on kind of a lower tier um, with all the news and things that have happened in Ottawa and their team just being terrible. There's, they still have hype in, in the hockey card world. Um, so yeah, I think Kachuk's, I think we nailed it on those two. Yeah. Find a lot, maybe someone, <laughs> something both, uh, by the way, Stokens in the chat. I wonder if this is someone we know, but he said, Brady's the better player. I'm 300% sure. Ooh. So, is he 300% side. sure that he's 300% better? <laughs> oh, <that. laughs> Do you multiply it then? I don't know. Oh, it's Alex. Oh, hey. Oh, I love that. We have such a fun group here. Joining we us do. Live. How's it going? All right. So what have we done here? So you did. Okay. So I guess it's back to your turn now. We've already gone through. I've already done Kopitar and Brady Kachuk and you've done Matthew Kachuk and you did Hellebuck. I think those were yep. only, our only official ones. So now we're on number three of five. <laughs> so my third one at a similar $25 value is Mika Zibinijad, guy that oh. scores goals like crazy. He now is going to be playing with either Panarin or Lafreniere, which is decent. And his right wingers aren't slumps either. He's got Kako. He's got uh, Buknevich, I think, is the other one. Yeah. And uh, their team is on the rise. So I don't see why his value would not go up from 25 bucks. Yeah, I uh, just did an episode with uh, Scouching about the draft and we ended up just oh for keeping carlson my fantasy hockey podcast and uh so we were just like talking about all the prospects and like we were just like drooling over how good the rangers are going to be because they're set on forward clearly they're like pretty set on d with like adam fox keandre miller coming up like fox already had a great rookie season plus you have d'angelo had a great offensive year so like they're you know that's been their biggest weakness and it seems like they're gonna have people to come help plug those holes and they have Shostorkin in net, who's yep. going to be a big star. And like, I want to buy Shostorkin's cards. His cards are just, I don't want to say they're overvalued because I think he's great, but they're definitely like priced into him being already awesome because you're like looking at $50 plus to buy it. So I'm not going to like yeah. recommend to buy a Shostorkin, but all that to say, I'll let you respond about, <laughs> about Shostorkin. But like generally, yeah, I think the Rangers are going to be a team that goes on a deep playoff run like pretty soon. So I think it makes a lot of sense. And I've got a Ranger on my list. So, oh, interesting. Uh, and it's not Shostorkin, but... I think that Zabanajad is a great buy. I guess, again, my one, this is, again, my fantasy hockey brain that concerns me a little bit with him is he just had this, like, amazing monster season where yeah. he, like, in terms of pace, he would have, like, been a 50-goal scorer, right? Like, you know, among the yeah. best in the league for goals. And he had a really high shooting percentage, so that makes <laughs> me concerned that maybe he'll regress a little bit. And if he does worse next year than he does than he did this year, maybe then his card, like, goes down or stays the same but hopefully that gets counteracted by the rangers going on a deep playoff run yeah i think the hype train with new york is going to be high too and it's new york it's already one of the biggest markets so he'll get like a little bit more spotlight just by association with like everyone's just going to watch lafreniere all year long and who's he going to be playing with um i kind of doubt they're going to put him next to ryan strong so Maybe yeah. they will, but well, actually, I mean, he's not it even signed yet. <laughs> also, it's like, you know, maybe at the very start, like, again, in my interview with uh, Scouching, he was saying how maybe, like, at the start, Lafreniere starts on the third line, you know, they sure. ease him in a little bit, especially since they have uh, Panarin and then Chris Kreider already slotted yeah. in on left wing. But, yeah, it won't be long before he's playing with some right. exciting players. Oh, and uh, your Shostorkin point, he is $50? 
Okay, let me take a look right now in real time. I want to buy a Shastorkin. I'm going well, to look on eBay. I could do a buy it now. Or no, I could do, yeah, buy it now for 45 Okay, or, 45 So, like, would you rather have one of him or three of Connor Hellebuck? Well, this is actually a very interesting question, right? <laughs> because I think Shastorkin could win a Vesna, which is like, maybe, which is what Hellebuck's already done. Yeah. But it's like, if Shastyorkin is already this high, I mean, this is something we need to learn, like, over time. I feel like there's, yeah. I've been reading some articles this week, but Ryan, you'll be proud of me. I'm trying to do some more research into this mm. aside from just, like, following hockey. But, like, uh, see, this hockey card boom has started pretty recently. Like, McDavid yep. apparently has, like, doubled in price over the last few months, or, like, since the, basically, since the pandemic really took off. Which I don't know if that's really a good word to use for a pandemic, but I don't know. But okay, yeah. Uh, like, so I don't know. Like, Shostyorkin has so much buzz right now. People are so excited about him. And he, uh, like, hasn't even done that much. He's played, like, 10 games. and But I think he's for real. So, like, if he goes now next year and is a Vesna contender, I would assume that means he goes up. But, of course, you're right. Then you brought up the point that Hellebuck just won one, and he didn't really go up by that much. So Yeah, and, l- hmm. and let me give you the comparables. So, Carter Hart is going for, I believe, about 75 or 80 bucks. Yeah. So, and he's, like, the hottest hotness in goalies there is right now. So, the best that you can do is just just Jorkin is like a $30 increase if he lights the world on fire. Well, we still haven't. I think the thing is it's going to come down to the playoffs, right? And like the notoriety, like Philly hasn't gone on a deep playoff run. Like Vasilevsky is the hottest of the hotness, right? Like he's going for well, well over a hundred. And usually, sure. you, so I feel like, and then don't even get me started on like Carey Price, who I, I was thinking <laughs> of buying a Carey Price because I like him, but like a PSA 10 Carey Price is like heading towards a thousand dollars on an auction I've been watching for the past wow. few days. But uh, it's a good question. Like, I guess I'm a little skeptical about Hellebuck, like, to be honest, because I also think the Rangers are a lot closer than the Jets to sure. do something. And I also think that Shostyorkin is, like, probably a better goalie. I don't know. I mean, again, like, goal, goaltending is so hard to predict. Okay, but so yeah. I have an idea. I have a Shostyorkin card. Okay. You get three Hellebucks, and then we'll trade them. Okay, you know what? Let me <laughs> let me see what I could do. Uh, I'll try to find some good discounted Hellebuck cards. And, and then... All right. uh, I might consider it. Like, I like... I'm not... But anyways, that wasn't my Ranger. So you said Zibanejad, <laughs> who I'm not disagreeing with, though I'm a little concerned about. I'm going to give you a Ranger. I'm going right to the top. I guess I can't uh, say Lafreniere, because we don't even know what no. the price is. But I'm going to go to give you the next best thing and just say Artemi Panarin right yep. now is not that expensive. Like, we're talking... Like, I bought a couple already for around $40. Like, some auctions go higher, but I've been able to get less than 40 for Panarin's. And unlike Zibanejad, I think... What Panarin did last year was totally sustainable. I think he's like the real, real deal. And I think that he's going to lead this team in point. Like I could see him taking the Rangers to the playoffs like next year or the year after going on a deep run. And it's like him and sure Lafreniere is the guy getting the big spotlight. But like, I don't think Lafreniere is outscoring Panarin for the next couple seasons, at least. Like it's going to take some time, I think, for him to get to like one of the top players in the whole league. I could see Panarin, by the way, also potentially contending for the Art Ross. Like he did this year. Like I don't see why he can't again, especially now if he has better players to play with. So (laughs) a couple of Panarin, dude, are you made of money? I'm telling you, 40 bucks. But uh, I have, okay, again, just to uh, 
remind everyone, I started my hockey card journey by selling a Gretzky rookie card for 1200 that I had since I was a kid. Yeah. So I've had a bit of money to play with. I think I've pretty much spent all of that 1200 <laughs> but not but not too much more. Like I think I've, I'm about even right now, but then I'm going to wait to sell all these cards and then make my huge, huge profits. Uh, but yeah, I want to get my Panarins uh, graded, by the way. Mm. But anyways, I don't see how he doesn't go up because I just think like already he's awesome. But like for some reason, he's not at the same level as the other stars in the league. Like Elias, yeah. Elias Pettersson is higher. And like, I guess it's because he's younger and people think like he has higher upside. But like, uh, and maybe Pettersson's on the Canucks and they have bigger fans. But I think like you said, the Rangers hype train, I think is going to take off when they actually start going on playoff runs again. And yeah, I'm into Panera. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that as a pick, for sure. I was kind of looking at him and backed off a little bit when he was a bit expensive, but no, I think if you have a bit more to spend, that's you can't go wrong with Panarin. Yeah, I guess, yeah, we're upping the budget a little bit to go with him. I think that's the the most expensive guy on my list. It should be Kopitar. It's really unfair <laughs> that Kopitar is not uh, costing more, but... That's it. We, we, t- we lamented how Mark Stone's cards aren't worth as much as they should be. I so know. it's like, but I don't think Stone's going to go up. So that's why he's not on my list. Well, that's actually a good segue to, I'll skip one. The fifth guy on my list is the most expensive player on my list by a landslide. Okay. His cards go for about $240. Can you guess okay. who it is? So just a raw Young Guns is yeah. 240 I mean, that like really narrows it down. There's not going to be too many. I'm thinking it could either be someone newish, like it could be like a Dreisaitl. Maybe, I know you're an Oilers fan, but I, I'm imagining you're not going to say Dreisaitl. Kucherov? He's like double that. Dreisaitl is like 500 It's crazy. Oh, that's too much, <laughs> I yeah. think. Uh, is it Kucherov? Oh, Austin Matthews is a guest from Matt in the chat. Is it around Matt? that era or should I be going older? Matt in the chat is bang on ah. Austin Matthews, 240 bucks, which is under half what McDavid is going for. And more interesting, his PSA 10 is 550 bucks. And when you look at McDavid, his are over 1500. So Austin Matthews, arguably the best player on Toronto in the Toronto market. Uh, they have nowhere to go but up. Obviously, the Leafs have not put it together, but he's got a long career ahead of him. He's going to score a buttload of goals. Uh, so I, I only see that going up, and I see that going up by, like, a lot. Also, I, uh, maybe this won't happen because it hasn't in forever, but you would think at some point the Leafs should win a playoff series. Right. Which <laughs> would probably help the, the, their players' values, right? Because, yeah. like, imagine, like, people already get excited about them when they're just having a great regular season. Then they hate on them because they lose in the first round to Boston or more, more recently Columbus. But, yeah, if the Leafs could ever go on a deep run, you'd, ima- you'd imagine, like, this Matthews, you would be able to sell for quite a bit more i'd be nervous to buy the raw version just because like if it's psa 9 like what's a psa 9 matthews uh selling Mm. for i'm not sure but psa 10 at 550 like i might go do that well yeah well that's what i'm saying like i'm (laughs) saying psa 9 is only selling for i'm seeing less than 300 and you said the raw one is like 240 yeah so at this point like I it's like nerve wracking to me to buy the raw unless you're like super confident you're going to get a PSA 10 because otherwise you might as well just resell raw rather than go through the hassle and then event potentially like not even be able to get much more for it. Yeah. uh, 
Yeah, I, I agree with I, you. If you if you really have the budget, then just buy a PSA 10 Matthews for 500. It's probably a better right? deal than buying the raw one. But of course, then Matthews going to be tearing his hair like, you guys are both giving me useless advice because this is way too much money. But we're <laughs> well, crazy. You got you to serve both ends of the spectrum. I only included one in that range. And it's harder to find good value at that price point. Like, I think McDavid will also go up in the longer term. But that's... Like right now, I don't see him like going up by a lot in the next year. Um, but yeah, I, personally for me, cards that when their base card gets over even like $60, $75, I'm turning to the graded cards because the risk is just not worth it to me. Um, so yeah. graded cards, like, yeah, I'm kind of maxing out at 40 50 bucks. You mean ungraded? Yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, ungraded, yes. Yeah, uh, it definitely does make me nervous. The, the most expensive one I've bought is a Pedersen for $70, which right. looks good to me. But uh, yeah, I really want to ship that off and just get that sealed in a case. Hopefully it has a 10, which we're going to do one day, right? We still, we've been talking about it. I'm actually yeah. still waiting for my Panarins to come in the mail. When I say Ooh. I have two Panarins, they're both Panarins that I've purchased from auctions and I'm still waiting for. So <laughs> once they come, I'm ready to uh, set up our shipment. And that'll be so fun to try to predict what values we're going to get. One problem we haven't solved yet is and maybe a listener could help us give us advice what if ryan and i want to combine our shipments in order to save right. our shipping and whatever what if we both have the same card how will we know whose is whose yeah like we both have this matthew kachuk and like there's no like they're they're hopefully mint right so there's no like discernible difference yeah there's no barcode or anything i don't think I wonder if we could. We'll have to like message PSA maybe and maybe ask them. Can is. we label? Can we label the case and then have them come back and like tell us like which one was the one labeled in what case that we send it in? As? Um, Are you saying I, that you do see a barcode? I just realized that there's a number on the back, but I don't know if it's an identifying number of the card. So it, the back of this one says DJ nine HN. Um, That's for your Kachuk. Like it's on in the bottom here, and. That's- I wonder if that's actually an identifier or if all the Kachucks say that. Well, let me bring up one on eBay right now. I'm looking at the back. So where do I see this? Oh, DJ9HN. The one I just saw on eBay also says that. Okay, so it's the same. Damn. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's... I think we're going to need, I think the only way would be for PSA to let us like, you know, put a sticker on the like case that we ship it on and then have them tell us which one was which it must be something like that but yeah let's contact them there's got to be a way like I, i'll be able to find this out on the internet i'm sure because there's people that send in group submissions yeah. to psa they so. must have saw that matthew is saying here maybe ship them all in the same box but with smaller box inside yeah but i'm just thinking if they're going to take the cards out and put them in their grading slabs yeah they're not going to be like by the way this was the one in the smaller box maybe, maybe they will right like <laughs> maybe so. they will i don't know all right, so where, where are we here? You said, it's a bandage ad. I said Panarin. So now we're on to number four. Oh, then you already gave your number, of, you already gave one in Matthews. Yeah. How about, I'm going to go to the total end of the spectrum. I'm going to give you a guy that you could get for a buck or two nice. right now that I think is going to go up. So this is our, our penny stocks. Excellent. But, and people who listen to Keeping Carlson already know, maybe or can guess who I'm going to say. But can you guess? You you listen to Keeping Carlson. You uh, came. I was just going through our Keeping Carlson Ultimate Patron Fantasy League uh, standings from the past year. I'm starting to get my spreadsheets together to prepare for next year. You like ranked, I think third or fourth in your division of tier two or tier three. You're yeah. up there. Yeah, I'm I'm climbing the ranks. I'm coming for Division One in the Cup full. Um, oh, wow. But 
the one dollar cards yeah right the one dollar cards are so hard to like there's so many of them okay when i say a buck i probably mean more like two bucks but like you know in that range it's a guy who i like but uh, i could just say it if you don't unless you want to take one quick guess it's not fiala right no, Fiala I did have on my list. I didn't want to say him. He's on my like honorable mentions list because yeah. I've already talked about him on the show. But no, you have to spend all these like six, seven dollars on okay. Fiala. Okay. Matthew, by the way, has one of my Fialas, and I actually already have two other Fialas, so I have been mm. loading up on those. But no, even cheaper. I'm talking about Nikita Gusev over ah. on the Devils. Interesting. A, I think he's a really good player. He led the KHL in scoring before coming to the NHL. He's like a huge star over there. Then he had a really, he had a lot of hype, by the way. New Jersey signed him. A lot of people thought New Jersey won last summer's like off season. You know, like yeah, I, they had I so much up going to the year. They got Subban, they had drafted Jack Hughes, and they traded for Gusev. And then, like a couple months into the year, all three of those guys seemed like total busts. Like, you know, Jack Hughes in terms of like for that season. Uh, but the thing with Gusev to me is like, first of all, you just look at the stats from last year. And like, if you take off the first two, three months, he was more of like a 65-ish point player the rest of the way. I think it just took him time to get adjusted. So there's that. Plus, there's the fact that he actually spent a lot of time in the bottom six. I don't know what New Jersey was doing last year, but I'm going to hope that you have a star like Gusev. Eventually, you put him on a line with either Hishir or Jack Hughes. And, you know, that leads to something. So I feel like... You can't go wrong with a buck or two. And I could see this guy theoretically, like, not theoretically, what do I say? Like, uh, realistically, he could be a 70-ish point guy next year or in a couple years, especially if he's playing with a Jack Hughes who also eventually takes a huge leap. So, uh, yeah, I, I got myself a couple gooseies. And uh, I'm going I'm to see <laughs> if they fly me to, to profits. Yeah, I like that. I like finding the value picks that are a buck or two. And, I mean... Gusev should go up from there. I don't feel like he has like a crazy ceiling. Like I don't think you're ever getting a Gusev to 50 bucks, for example. Um, I'd be curious to look at the other players that came over from Russia a little bit later in their careers or, or over from any other league. Like if you look at Dadanov, I know his cards aren't going for a crazy amount. Even Panarin isn't going for a crazy amount. Um, so is there any like kind of, we'll call them imports for lack of a better word that have really done well in the card game. I mean, I'm thinking like you've mentioned the big ones There's Radulov also. Radulov cards aren't that great. Like it's kind of this weird and Radulov bounced back and forth. Um, I but wonder I want- if uh, Dadanov is a good buy right now. I totally kind of forgot about him, but he signed with the Sens. So yeah. maybe he gets in on some Sens hype at some point. Next season, he could be on the top line with Brady Kachuk. And right so, now, you can get him. He's also like a buck or two. So I know. Yeah. Team. I just sold a future watch of his, actually. I had it on auction. And it sold for seven bucks. A card that's numbered to nine ninety nine. Like It's a cool oh, card. I would have bought that like, from you. People are not interested. Me. It was already it was already on auction, but you should have gone and found it. <laughs> I, I I gotta remember to check your auctions that you've got. I can save on shipping. It's true. All right, so I said Gusev. That was my number four. Uh, so yeah, we each have one more left. Ooh. I still have, I have a long list of of names I wrote down here, but I'm gonna pick my favorite. But you you go first. I have a long long list of honorable mentions, and maybe we'll share them with uh, everyone in the share the the share notes the show notes. Uh, we'll share them with everybody and maybe even make a couple posts on our social medias. So if you want to, if you want to see our longer lists, mine's probably 20, 25 players. You'll get to get a a little bit of extra info. Okay. Our social medias are, by the way, are near mint hockey on Instagram Mm -hmm. and, and Twitter. 
Uh, but okay, first, before we start teasing, we still got more show content to go. We got number five. Who, who are you going to give us? Number five, I have a guy that you know I've been high on. I've bought a few of. It is a guy on the team that just got Taylor Hall, Mr. Darlene. Oh, yeah. So I, I just think, you know, this guy was the next best thing after uh, Quinn Hughes this year as far as, like, young superstar defenseman go. Um, his point per game was just under Quinn Hughes on a terrible, dreadful Buffalo team. Uh, he's supposed to be – he was supposed to be the next best defenseman in the league. He just doesn't get that attention because he's still on Buffalo. Now, he's going to get better, so his value will go up kind of anyways, but maybe Buffalo actually starts to figure it out as they get these pieces together. Um I, yeah, I just see him going up. His cards right now are going for about $30 raw. Um, but I'm actually keeping an eye on his graded cards because they're all under 100 bucks, pretty much. Yeah, and like, you know, you think of right now the who are the hottest defensemen to buy, and it's Hughes and Makar by a lot. They both had their young uns yeah. this past season, and you could both get that. You, you have to spend like well over $50 right. to get their young guns. And like they weren't drafted first overall, right? <laughs> like Erasmus no. Stalin was. They've, they've landed into amazing spots where Hughes got to be with like Pedersen and go on this playoff run and Makar, the Avalanche. How did the Avalanche get? Were the Avalanche actually that bad to have like the fourth pick overall the year that they got him? They Man, were dreadful. Yeah. What, it, a, they, what a rise for this team. Yeah. Sakic knows what he's doing. But yeah, so I, I like that like Dalin is probably a lot better than what he's shown so far because now he'll have some better players to play with. Also, he'll just get better himself. He's only like 21 years old. Yeah. And also maybe one day Buffalo actually becomes a team that gets into the playoffs. It gets a little buzz around them because right now they're one of the teams that you kind of laugh about as just, oh, they're Buffalo. Yeah. They're terrible. But unlike like LA or Detroit, it's like they've always been terrible for the most part. So they don't even have any like fun like history that you can like hope will come back again one day. So yeah, uh, I'm with you. You got to go back to the Hasek days before you start being like, ooh, they were fun to watch. Yeah. But uh, I will say my I was flip flip flopping between Darlene and Heiskanen because Heiskanen you can get for twenty five to thirty bucks, so it's kind of comparable. And he was insane this last playoffs. Uh, I listened to an interview with their head coach, Rick Bonus, and he was talking about Heiskanen as the next headman, the next best defender in the league. Like, he's already their go-to player. So he's kind of my – him or Darlene, I think – I might just go with go with both. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I would definitely go with Darlene over Heiskanen. Like, I think Heiskanen's a really solid defenseman. I think he's, like, a really good all-around player. And, like, he did have that amazing run where he put up big offensive numbers. But I don't know if he necessarily has the, you know, Hughes and Makar upside in terms of points that I think Darlene does have. Right, uh, right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll I, stick with Darlene there for sure. I, and I ultimately agree. I, Darlene made my top five, so. Yeah. Also, I worry that Heiskanen is still right. Like, you know, Dallas isn't going to make the cup finals every year. So, right. like, I wonder if Haskinen sort of, like, start... Not doesn't go into obscurity, but maybe he falls into, like, sort of this, like, you know, a, with the hella bucks of the world, like, really good players that for some reason don't... You know, people don't talk about that much because Dallas, like, generally isn't a team that's talked about that much aside from when they go on a miracle playoff run. Well, uh, and maybe that's a good point. Maybe Heiskanen is a great buy, but you wait a couple months and you get him at $15, $20, and then all of a sudden yeah. that's beautiful. 
And like Dallas still has Klingberg, who I think still has shown that he's got a lot to give. And just in saying that, at least until Klingberg's contract is over, I wonder if they still spread the offense, like the power play time pretty evenly. So I would wait. Yeah, I think there will be a time when Haskinen, you know, he's going to get in fantasy. Haskinen's going to get drafted too high in leagues this upcoming season. I think people are going to be taking him as if he's like a top five defenseman. And I think probably he's probably closer to top. 10, 15 in fantasy. I'd have to go through the list. Uh, so then people might get disappointed in him. Maybe that also leads to his card value dropping. And then, yeah, I think he'll be a good buy. Maybe just not yet. Uh, okay. Yep, that's fair. So my number five, actually, I probably should have just said this when you brought up one of the players you brought up because it's on the same team and it's pretty much for the same reason. He's not as good, but I'm going <laughs> to go with another Toronto Maple Leaf. And I'm going to say that I like William Nylander. Yeah. As someone to buy right now because he's pretty cheap. We're looking at buy it nows for like thirty dollars, and you know if you see a buy it now on eBay for thirty, that means you could probably get it for like twenty. I'm even also seeing PSA tens for like under a hundred or around. Maybe I shouldn't say under a hundred, but like around a hundred, uh, give or take. PSA nine. I'm seeing a buy it now for fifty five. So just to give you a sense of how much you can need to spend to get Nylander at different values and like or different grades. And, like, he's a good player. Like, I think that people, like, remember that year when he held out, that was a couple seasons yeah. ago, and then when he came back, he sort of had a weak finish to the season. And I think a lot of people, that stuck in people said, oh, he's overpaid, and now we're stuck with this guy, and he's not even good. But, like, last year, he went right back to being, like, 70-plus point guy. Like, he had a huge season last year. And I, like, not to say he's as good as Mitch Marner, but I don't think he's, like, as far away from Marner in terms of their skill va- skill as, like, their card values indicate. Right. So I yeah. think it's just a matter of give me a full season of Nylander, give me a playoff run, just like I was saying I want to see from Matthews, and I feel like he would be a huge part of that. And, like, I could see him approaching the Marner values, which are super high. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that Toronto Maple Leafs are making our list like you'd think that those guys are untouchable as far as like hype and people having bought them and they should be like crazy, right? Well, but Matthews kind of is. You just said it'll go even higher. <laughs> like it will, but yeah, it at Nylander, I think yeah, a graded card at 100 bucks is a sweet deal. He's a pure goal scorer, so playing with those guys, you'd think one of these seasons he's going to hit like 40 just purely by being on the ice with crazy talent and being a shooter. Um, so yeah, I, that's a good one. I actually have a kind of a a sleeper on the Leafs that I think I might get a couple of, um, you can get Ilya Mikheyev for $5 Yeah, and he's likely to play with Jumbo Joe Thornton all year. You so, think so, oh, I even had higher hopes for Mikhaev. Actually, I okay, thought he was going to. I thought he worst case top scenario. Yeah. Worst case scenario, Jumbo Joe Thornton. If he's if he's even better, he plays with Matthews or or Tavares. So like this guy, he had a great year. Uh, he's only had one real year in the NHL, I believe. Five dollars for a Maple Leaf that could pop off. Like imagine he starts putting up crazy numbers. Like any leaf that puts up crazy numbers is going crazy. Yeah, I mean, for like, yeah, again, for this low of a price, like you might as well. Right. And I think it's the kind of thing where if he goes off, like sell then. Like don't wait. <laughs> <laughs> like sell as soon as you see it hit a, a spike. He's not going to be the cornerstone of the team. And there's a decent likelihood that he goes the Kapanen route where like he plays well and then they have to trade him because they can't afford him. But... Yeah, I think at least in the short term, you should see his value go up 
a decent amount from five bucks. Want to hear something crazy? You you were talking about Joe Thornton as being like he's gonna play with Thornton. Yeah. You would assume a Thornton rookie card, Thornton Young Guns, would be worth like so much, right? Like sure, sure. Hall of Famer, like huge superstar. Uh, so his rookie card is from so long ago that I have one from like my previous Whoa. time collecting like in the nineties. <laughs> like I stopped collecting around ninety six, ninety seven. That's like his rookie card is from ninety six, ninety seven upper deck. It's like says program of excellence on it. It's him like yeah. sitting with his uh, fist under his chin, like some smug little pose. And <laughs> that card is worthless. Like we're talking less than ten dollars to get a Joe Thornton rookie card because it's just from I guess that era when everyone was buying cards. Right. Right. But I don't know. Everyone's buying cards now. Like, I don't even know what it is. But like, I have a Thornton rookie card that I thought should be worth a lot. Like, that was one of those ones where when I took out my box from storage and started going through my collection, yeah. I was like, okay, like I know this is going to be worth a lot. Then I looked it up on eBay and I was just like, what? Are you kidding me? But like, I'm seeing it's like buy it nows for a lot of two sold for thirteen dollars. Like, oh come on. But what can you do? Yeah, that is kind of strange. And is that like his true rookie card? Yeah, the one that says Program of Excellence on it is, I think, I believe that's his rookie. That's that's what I know. When you search for Joe Thornton rookie card on, on eBay, that's the one you see. So that's his Team Canada one. Yeah. Which is technically a rookie card. But I don't really see one for him with the Bruins. Well, I think this is the thing with the way it, things used to be. I could educate you a little bit on how things used to be. Yeah, to, yeah please like, do. It used to not be that like there was a card called Young Guns that was the yeah, official yeah. rookie card. It was just sort of like the player's card in their first year. Like the first year that they get a card released, that's their rookie card. Mm-hmm. And this happened a lot. Like uh, Timu Solani has a rookie card from like playing on a national team before his rookie season. It's like 91-92 upper deck has a Solani rookie card. And we all know Solani scored his 70 goal, 70 plus goals in 92 93 we all know this but his rookie card is from the year before so i don't know back in the day things were different but uh, maybe you're saying that there's another thornton card find me a thornton non-insert card that's worth more than ten dollars i don't think it exists i assume that is the card but maybe it's so rare it isn't on ebay and you just have to look elsewhere to find out what it is but you're probably right um there's definitely players even today that don't have what you might expect to be their true rookie card. Like I was looking at Mike Hoffman's and he doesn't have a true rookie card. And there's some guys that just don't. And especially, I think there's a cutoff when you get to Joe Thornton era where it's a lot less clear which rookie cards are the rookie cards and the people that are were a part of the tr- sports card industry back then kind of decided which ones were his true rookie cards. Yeah, like I, I was a collector of Beckett. Like I got a Beckett guide every month in the mail and it did label like which cards had, like it would say RC beside it. And this is the one that said RC for, for whatever it's worth. Uh, hey, but uh, by the way, anyone listening, if you want my Thornton rookie for 20 bucks, I'll give it to you because apparently that's a huge overpay on your part, which makes no sense because we're talking about Mikhaev might be a good buy because he's playing with Thornton. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. So those are our lists. That was a blast. Hopefully we're going to help people get rich, but probably all we've done is helped people bid against us in upcoming eBay auctions when we go after some of these players. We need to have some sort of code or some sort of way. Maybe, 
Oh no, I guess we probably shouldn't do that. I was thinking like in the Keevan Carlson Discord like hockey card channel, we could all like just like say which cards we're bidding on and then everyone else will know to back off. But I feel like that would probably not even work because then I would see that someone is bidding on a card like, oh, that is a good price. And all of a sudden now I'm just being <laughs> alerted to a card that I wouldn't have known about otherwise. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I don't know what eBay has to say about that from a terms of service perspective <laughs> if they um, knew that this uh, i don't think that's really supposed to be how it works but yeah I, right. I was thinking about this list i made this list i don't even have some of these cards so i need to take my own advice here and look at some yeah. of them because yeah, uh yeah i mean i have a few darlene's uh i have a couple hella books but i got those out of packs i didn't try and get them they're in the same tin as mcdavid yeah the one that i don't have is nylander yeah, the ones I said, and I definitely, I'm try, I'm trying, guys. I, I'm watching some, and uh, please don't outbid me if you see a good price, Nylander, because trust me, I know, I know about it. <laughs> you know about it. Okay. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> right, so this was this was fun, Ryan. Uh, so how about this could be it for the show? Maybe we could stick around for the after show, which people can always check out after the fact, either by going to Ryan's Twitch stream, Chell if I, uh, Chell underscore if I. <laughs> Uh, our, we have our YouTube channel, which he uploads really awesome edited with like, they look really nice. Our YouTube videos. So keep, uh, not keeping Carlson near slash YouTube to get to our YouTube channel. Like we said, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at near mint hockey. Come hang out with us in the keeping Carlson discord. Uh, so yeah, it's all linked in the show notes of how to get to all these places. And we'd love to hear from you. So that's episode five. And let's see if we can uh, do five more in the next five weeks. I don't see why not. We're, we're not stopping, right? I think there's a number, Ryan, of like, once you've done a certain number of episodes of a podcast, then there's a good bet that this podcast will like stick around for at least like a couple of years. I, uh, I don't think we've hit it yet, but I think it's we, around eight. We have to get to kind of like our tipping point where it's going to continue. I don't, I don't see this stopping because I could probably talk about hockey cards every single night of the week. Right. Um, yeah, it's not like a ton of work that we're not already doing right so that's right. why it's like a easy one to just keep going and yeah I'm, I'm good to keep going as well i wonder if we could do a top five overvalued or if that wouldn't be as useful i mean it could be maybe it's not useful but it'd be a fun discussion it would be useful if someone has one of these cards and then we can right. tell them you should probably oh, sell that's it right good now. Point. yeah that's a that's a great point it's like a sell now these are these are way too high maybe that would be more interesting during the season though yeah, but uh, we still got a lot of weeks before that. So maybe next week sure. even, we'll do our <laughs> top five. And if you have any suggestions, by the way, we'd love to hear from you what cards do you think are undervalued right now. And also, we'd love to hear from you what cards you think are overvalued to give us our content for the next episode. You have a few behind you that I feel like are a little bit highly valued. Like Dominic Kubalik, who I like, but I don't, yeah. he's selling for a lot more. And like he had a great stretch, but I, I would need to see more to ex- before I expect him to be just be like a for sure superstar. Uh, he's one that I'm just looking behind you. Is that is that uh, Giroux on the? That's on a the Giroux. Line? Yeah, he's not he's not that much. So I won't, he's he's good. Maybe Svechnikov is a little high, but he's really awesome. So okay, that's a sneak peek for the next episode. <laughs> uh, great chat, and yeah, thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you all next week.